Welcome back to Mouthing Off with Mike, and welcome back to Mouthing Off with Mike is All Elite, my weekly AEW recap show slash kind of whatever the hell happens in the wrestling world outside of AEW. And this week, we're talking predominantly AEW. We're talking Continental Classic. We're talking Sting's Farewell Tour, Ric Flair, The Sideshow, and of course, the Patriarch himself, Christian Cage, responds to longtime friend, Adam Copeland. So we're going to start off with AEW Dynamite, head into Rampage, finish with Collision, and then you'll have the final mouth off with Mike. AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday, November the 29th. We start off the show with a Continental Classic Gold League match. Blackpool Combat Club's John Moxley taking on Jay Lethal. Pretty solid match here to open up Dynamite, I have to say. John Moxley ends up tweaking his leg. That's kind of the whole story of this match. You know, can he overcome the leg? He overcomes the leg. He gets the win against Jay Lethal. The man is absolutely cruising right now in the Gold League. Two wins, six points total. I'm not upset about this Continental Classic. I'm honestly a big fan of it. It's brought back the feeling. Ironically, a lot of AEW talent were tweeting, you know, bring back the feeling. MJF, you know, Daniel Garcia, a few others. And the Continental Classic is is definitely a refresher because we're not having managers ringside. You know, the only way to win is pinfall, submission, you know, or they can't, you know, continue on, right? There's no outside interference. These matches are like 20-minute time limits. They're straight electric. There's a reason, you know, it's not just a single elimination. It's a round robin. Everybody's going to wrestle everybody in each league. It just is working for me. And without the Continental Classic right now, I don't know if there's a bright spot in AEW other than that going on right now. Maybe MJF and that whole devil storyline will get there. The women's division, a little choppy right now. We'll, we'll talk about that in the final mouth off. So the Continental Classic really restoring that old school. We're focusing on the in-ring work. I like it. I think it's working. Let's, let's see some of these matches. We've had some really good matches. I want to see what point in the tournament those matches turn from good to amazing, phenomenal, fantastic, great. But a lot of consistent wrestling. A lot of good, consistent wrestling. Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and Sting have a backstage segment. They're talking about the debut and their matches and the first um, world title match against Ric Flair in 1988. We're talking about how Revolution is going to be from the Greensburg Coliseum, a venue that has a lot of history for Sting and Ric Flair. His final match will happen on Sunday, March the 3rd from the Greensboro Coliseum. Ric Flair said a whole lot of words. 
and I was hyped up. You know, he had me entertained. I was like, oh, woo, Ric Flair, woo, you know. But I also had no idea what he was saying at the same time. Like, it was just a lot of gibberish and a lot of incoherent rambling, so to speak. Now, look, there's a whole lot of stuff with the whole Ric Flair stuff being on AEW and his past and the and so many of these other things. And look, the guy is like 78 years old. He's pushing 80 years old. He's just here to vibe, man. And if he's here to vibe with Sting, and, and as for the most part, it is a little bit of a distraction, I will say. A little bit of a sideshow you could describe it as. But if he's here and he wants to support his longtime friend Sting and his retirement tour, so be it, man. He's promoting his, his new energy drink, the Woo Energy Drink. I'm not sponsored. I'm not an affiliate, so don't go crazy trying to find that one. I don't see an issue with it. Ric Flair, he's Ric Flair. You know, we've come to know who he is. That's it. It's a character. It's He's larger than life. It's all about, you know, fine dining, limousine riding, private jet flying, good clothes, good looking women. That was the whole shtick, right? So I just, hey, I'm just going to let it vibe out, man. It is what it is. I mean, it is, it is what it is party on this. We transition right into another Continental Classic Gold League match. Roosh taking on Mark Briscoe. Solid match here. Another solid match. Like I said, every one of these matches has been good. Every time I bring up the Continental Classic this week, for Dynamite, every one of those matches, good. One match, for me, personally, stood out in particular on Dynamite. We'll get there. But another solid match. Roosh gets a win here. He's on the board. Mark Briscoe, no points yet. Roosh, three points. Keeping up. Timeless Tony. Has a segment backstage. She's fatigued, but she will, she'll be fine for her match next week. She's going to actually defend the AW Women's World Championship. Is later announced this week that it's going to be against Sky Blue. Sky Blue coming off two straight championship match losses for the TBS Championship. Not exactly sure when it comes to Dynamite AW how things are rankings based. Wins loss matter. I get it's not the TBS championship, it's the AEW Women's Championship, but she just lost two title matches back-to-back. I digress. MJF out here, cut a promo, hyping up the match with him and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe comes out here after the Devil Group has made themselves known now to MJF. They attack MJF. Four of goons. Samoa Joe fights him off. There's a, a mystery tag team match that is going to take place next week on Dynamite. MJF, Samoa Joe versus two masked mystery guys. I don't know if you guys ever played SmackDown versus Raw. I think it was 07 or 08. There was a whole thing in this game with mass dudes and you had to like fight these mass dudes every like it was like a tag match a singles match hilarious and it, this is very reminiscent of that so it's very video game brought to life for me you get a message in the shadows our game begins next week mjf and samoa joe will you face the unknown in a tag match are you a hero max once again the challenge laid out mjf he goes on to say look he's sick of this scooby-doo bs that got a pop out of me i was chuckling Samoa Joe does not want MJF to take this match. Samoa Joe wants MJF as healthy as possible for December 30th at World's End on Long Island for the world title. He wants to beat MJF 100% health, 
no excuses in his hometown. But yet Samoa Joe is willing to protect that man to that point. So Samoa Joe clearly it's all about just disgracing Max in front of his hometown. And I think with a lot of the injuries MJF has, he's got a torn labrum, he's got a bruised hip. It's a possibility MJF does drop that title. I, I don't know. I really couldn't tell you at this point. But I'm excited for this match. Part two. The first one delivered for me, MJF and Joe on Long Island should be a fantastic match. Now, after the whole devil group kind of comes out and does their little attack, Wardlow has a match with AR Fox and a lot of people, a lot of those detectives that were doing their uh, their, their detective work for CM Punk and WWE, they're back at it again now with the devil group trying to figure out who's involved. A lot of people, a lot of signs point to Wardlow being involved because he comes out for his match against AR Fox and his hair's all messy. He's got hat hair or mask hair. One of the guys who came out and attacked MJF was looking a little meaty, was looking a little tall. Could have been Wardlow. Wardlow beats AR Fox via uh, ref stoppage. Poor AR Fox, man. He was going to be with Swerve in this great storyline heading into All In in the summer, and then they scrapped that whole thing. And I, I don't know. He hasn't been able to find his momentum since. I'm sure he's been doing things on Ring of Honor that I'm not aware of. I, I can't watch Ring of Honor, man. I'm sorry. I, I love I love AEW. I love what it's doing for the wrestling industry. I love that there's you know serious competition and there's serious alternatives. But Ring of Honor, man, I can't do it. Even though Athena, that is Athena's show. That is Athena's show. Returning from injury, from a gnarly injury during a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Dante Martin taking on the Hardys, Matt and Jeff and Brother Zay. Dante's tagging with Darius, his brother, in action on Dreddy. Good little match here. I mean, I'm always happy to see the Hardys. I love me some, some Matt and Jeff Hardy. Never going to complain about that. A lot of people will. Uh, on the internet wrestling community. I don't know why. They're legends in the game. Like I said, you got to gotta appreciate them while we got them. Brother Zay, absolutely entertaining. I love the guy. I think he's hysterical. Can't wait for his partner to get back from injury. I miss me some private party. That theme song, that theme song goes hard. Dante, Darius, I actually get the win here. Pretty standard, honestly. There's nothing to write home about. It was just one of those dynamite matches. House Rules, TBS Championship match. House of Blacks, Julia Hart. Taking on Emmy Sakura. A little solid match, once again, hysterically, ironically, whatever. I noticed it, 9.20 on the dot, women's match. was over by like 9.35, went right into a backstage. It's real, real feeling like crash television at this point, just women's match in that 9.20 spot after the cool down. I don't understand, but hey, hear me out. I'm just a dude with a podcast. Christian Cage responds to Adam Copeland's challenge for next week on Dynamite. Now listen, Christian Cage... I absolutely love the guy. He's on the best run of his career, I'd say. He's had some really good runs, but this right here, this is really good. He gets in he gets in Adam's head, Edge's head. I'm just going to say Edge because I can't. This whole Adam thing, I'm over it. He gets in Edge's head, man. But Edge also gets the upper hand here. Edge and Christian is set for next week. Dynamite TNT Championship match. In Canada. Now, I'll be honest. I'd love to see Edge win the TNT title just for the just for the sake of Edge holding another title. Why not? 
the storyline there that you could break into edge beating Christian Christian, just going absolutely off the rocker, just incensed that his friend comes into the company, gets this big, you know, fanfare and he's immediately getting championship opportunities and he's beating me and it wasn't right. Like I could totally see them going that angle with this story, but I think the smartest thing would be is to utilize Nick Wayne's mother here. We know edge concertoed her son right there in front of front of her face. Would not be surprised if she's got some bitter feelings and Christian may have planted some seeds in her head that we may not have known or heard about or seen yet where, you know, he's convinced her that edge is the one, you know, trying to hurt her son and he's trying to protect her son. Very well could see her get involved next week on, on this a hundred percent. Adam edge ends this with a, with a classic from, from, from the very, very first interaction when Christian hit him with a uh, go fuck yourself edge hits him with, a, all right, by the way, I almost forgot, go fuck yourself. And the censors did not pick this up. They censored after, which I thought was very funny main event for dynamite. I, like I said, a lot of these continental classic matches have been really solid in ring wrestling, good dynamic matches. This one for me was one of the most intriguing matchups here on the continental classic card. Swerve Strickland taking on Jay White. Now they're in the same same bracket, same gold league. This match, jumping off your page, Jay White just lost to MJF for the title. Swerve coming off a massive win against Hangman in that Texas death match. So you've got the immovable force meeting the immovable object, however that saying goes. You've got these two guys that really need wins here. You know, Swerve loses to Jay White. Not a good look. He just came out of a Texas death match. So a regular match is going to do him in. No, obviously he's going to, he has to, he has to look stronger than that. Jay White coming off a really big loss to MJF for the title. A guy who's injured nonetheless. Great match. The way they were able to play this out was, was fantastic. And I have to say so far up to this Wednesday, this was probably my favorite continental classic match. That changes when we get to Collision because there was some really great wrestling on Collision this week. To be honest, Collision blew Dynamite out of the water this week when it came to the show. So Collision hitting its groove again, but this main event, I would recommend checking it out. Swerve, Jay White, tore the house down. Believe it or not, this did not end in a draw, a time limit draw, which a lot of people, myself included, saw coming because you got to, like I said, look, both guys, One's coming off a big loss. One's coming off a big win. You got to protect that. You got to you got to make sure that that doesn't send this deeper for either of these guys. But you can also play up this story that whoever loses, you know, may not be a hundred percent. Yada yada yada. Swerve gets the win here. Beats Jay White, and you could even digress this down into say, look, Swerve beat Jay White because Bullet Club Gold wasn't there, but then. There's the argument for, well, why couldn't Jay White beat MJF if Bullet Club Gold was there and helping him the whole time? So either way, very, very tricky. But now you've got Jay White backed into a corner. He cuts a great promo on social media after the match. I don't know why we're not airing those promos on television. And sometimes we get these, you know, little stinky promos from some of these guys. And I'm like, ah, and then you see these digital media promos and they're so damn good. Anyway, Dynamite, solid show. Nothing to write home about. We're getting back to, to that old school AEW. Can't even say old school. The company's only four years old. 
But we're getting back to that old AEW really honing in on good, solid wrestling and then having their those moments of like humor, entertainment, sports entertainment, so to speak. So Dynamite did its job for the week. We'll get into Rampage. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Rampage because really is not a lot to talk about. Friday Night Rampage. You know how Rampage goes. It's an hour. It's quick. It's fast. Most of the matches are in picture in picture. Sometimes we get a standout match. Sometimes we get a standout promo segment. Not a lot stood out for me this week. You had an eight-man tag. OC, Hook, Dan House, and Trent Beretta versus Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, The Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, and Eva Uno. Dan Housen actually picks up the win for his team. Now, this was a fun eight-man tag to start Rampage. I'm not going to say there's nothing to write home about, but Rampage this week just was one of those Rampages. Like, if you didn't watch it, then you didn't really miss too much of kind of what's going on when it comes to Dynamite, Collision, and in between. Fun little opener. You get a fun little backstage segment with Anna Jay, Ruby Soho. They're going to be teaming with Soraya, and they're going to be teaming to take on the group of Hikaru Shida, Chris Statlander, and Sky Blue. Fun little segment. We got Cool Hand, and he's kind of flirting with Ruby. Now, if you're not familiar, those two are dating in real life, so it's nothing out of the ordinary here. Soraya is making sure that Ruby keeps her head on a swivel, keeps her keeps her head in the game, so to speak. Now we are going to have another uh, prompt promo here with Sting, Ric Flair, and then this is where things get interesting. Rampage is taped after Dynamite on Wednesdays. Now this Rampage taping, it was put on Twitter, social media, X, whatever. It was put out there. Ric Flair passed a comment about single, non-husband, non-boyfriend women going to his hotel room from the ages of 18 to 28 or something along those lines. I saw it very briefly. I looked at it. I said, it's Ric Flair. What are you going to do? And moved on about my day. A lot of people did not have my same reaction to this. A lot of people were up in arms. And I get it. I Look, I get it. It's it's, it's a little creepy coming from like an almost 80-year-old guy. I, I hear you loud and clear. I'm right there with you. But at the same time, once again, I said it earlier in the show, it's Ric Flair, ladies and gentlemen. That's Ric Flair. That's what you signed up for when you got your Woo Energy and endorsement and either the sponsor or whatever, whatever that deal is. When you got Ric Flair, you also got these moments. And you know what they say. You're going to have to, you made your bed, right? Now you got to sleep in it. So I don't blame Ric Flair. I think obviously Ric Flair knows He's in a different era now. It is 2023. You cannot say those things. Hell, when you go back and you watch some of that old wrestling from the early 2000s, there's a lot of stuff that did not age very well. But they cut that out from the broadcast. At this point, I think it was, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily hate it. They cut it out. It is what it is. But also, everybody knew what he said, right? So it's like, now it's kind of like, all right, if you're on social media and you saw the spoiler, then you knew he said it. So it's like, all right, well, we just got to be better and make sure Rick doesn't say anything crazy for the next time. Lesson learned. But then they went and they edited it out and it wasn't in the broadcast. So then it makes it a little bit more weird. Like, oh, now, you know, now they're really trying to cover the tracks here. I don't know. That's just my take on this. I, I just think it's 
blown up out of proportion. It's definitely very, very creepy. Don't, don't get it twisted. Like I'm, I'm endorsing this. I am not. It is a little creepy, but at the same time, I think a little overblown. The Don Callis family destroys three local competitors. Like I said, not a lot to write home about. Prince Nana has a promo with Brian Cage and the Workhorsemen. You get the trios match: Sheeta, Chris, Sky Blue, B, Anna J, the Outcast, Ruby Soho, and Soraya. After the match, Soraya is not happy with Ruby and pulls her out by her hair. Definitely see some sort of storyline brewing with those two. Ruby breaking away from Soraya and the Outcast, no doubt in my mind. The main event is Brian Cage and the Workhorsemen taking on El Hijo del Vikingo, Commander, and Penta, El Zero Miedo. There's a massive botch by Vikingo uh, that that happened. It was a it was a classic high flying big man trying to stop the high flyers kind of match for the main event. The Luchador side won and pinned Anthony Henry of the Workhorsemen. Penta got the Fear Factor. Commander hit him with a splash. Vikingo hit him with the six thirty, which is a very beautiful move, by the way. One, two, three, that's Rampage. Like I said, not a lot to write home about on Rampage. Are back here with the final AEW Weekly Wrestling Show. AEW Collision Colliders Assemble. Wait a minute. See, now I don't even know if I can say Colliders, because that was the whole CM Punk thing when it came to Collision. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. Colliders were here. I said it earlier when I was talking about Dynamite, in the words of Tony Storm. Uh, Collision, I felt blew Dynamite out of the water this week. I thought Collision was an overall way better show. We had way more fresh faces talent-wise pop it up. We had really great matches in the Continental Classic. Claudio, Brody King, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Garcia, and Andrade. Three fantastic matches. You heard me say... Earlier, I was waiting for these matches to get from good to great. I will say, Claudio and Brody was a lot different than some of these matches we saw. It was a, it, it was a, it was a meat fest here. These guys were beating the living shit out of each other. Like so many great spots, so many great moments in this match. I recommend you go back watch this one because it was, it was that good. Brody King beats Claudio. A little shocking, but I mean, Brody King is a monster. A monster, dude. I like him. I think he's I think he's future world champ material. For sure. Brody King. Six points in the blue league. Love to see it. We had Kira Hogan. She's been a she's been in Ring of Honor. She's been working on the craft. Comes back here in the AEW fold. She's taking on Abaddon. Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you that I was sitting here last just last night when I was recording Are You Not Sports Entertain, the WWE show. And I was literally look scrolling through, you know, social media, scrolling through Twitter. And I was like looking at the the announcement for Sky Blue and Tony Storm. And I was like, are there no other women that you could reasonably have, you know, take on Tony Storm right now? And I was like, well, Abaddon we haven't seen since Halloween. Kira Hogan's over there in Ring of Honor. She hasn't been back in quite some time. And will you look at that? Both women just so happen to appear on Collision. So you guys can thank me. I manifested that for all of you. Okay, because don't know. Maybe Tony's got me tapped here. I don't know. He's got phone taps. The guy's a billionaire. You never know. But I literally said this just 24 hours ago where I was like, where are all 
the rest of the women's division. Where the hell's Britt Baker? Where's Kira Hogan at? Abaddon we haven't seen since Halloween season. And sure as hell, here we go. Kira Hogan and Abaddon, little match here. Very quick, very short, classic when it comes to Tony Khan and his booking of the women's division. Abaddon beats Kira Hogan after the match. Love to see it. Julia Hart pops up, face off with Abaddon. Now, is she going to be trying to recruit Abaddon? Is she going to have a feud with Abaddon? Is it going to be who's going to take the crown for who's spookier? I don't know, because Abaddon is absolutely terrifying. Like, that makeup, that that whole vibe she brings in the ring, it it is it is good, like, in the best way. Like, it's scary in the best way. I like it. I had to check the calendars, folks. I was like, December the 2nd? Oh, Oh, Abaddon. Oh, it's not Christmas. Daniel Garcia taking on Andrade El Idolo. And here is hot and flexible CJ Perry. Don't even know why she came with Andrade to the ring because you can't have managers there. But also, you had Matt Menard on commentary, but he was told that if he leaves the desk, he's getting fired. So no outside interference is happening in this Continental Classic. Daniel Garcia and Andrade, another good match in the Continental Classic. I feel like a a, a, a a recorder now. I feel like, you know, I'm just saying the same thing over and over about each match. But again, another solid freaking match in this Continental Classic. Andrade gets the win, right winner. He's got some points here for the Blue League. Daniel Garcia is looking for his points. I like this. I really, like I said, I really like this tournament. You're getting some really unique matchups. Some we've seen. Not saying there's all new, but you're getting some really just unique match types. You know, obviously Daniel Garcia, Andrade. You know, we're getting Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston too. You got Claudio Brody King. You had Jay White versus Swerve. Mox taking on Jay Lethal. So there's so many, you know, different different variables, and there's, they're obviously all going to have to verse each other. So I like it. I think it works, man. And like I said, bring him back to that core of AEW. So you got you got Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel taking on the House of Black. The House of Black get the win. It was a solid match. You also saw the Iron Savages take on the Kingdom. The Kingdom got the win here very quick. Very funny backstage segment with Samoa Joe and Roddy. Roddy yelling, Samoa, Samoa. Just him yelling people's names is, is the thing. He doesn't even remember that Samoa Joe is the one who gave him that neck brace. So hysterical stuff. Kip Sabian taking on Vikingo. Another really solid match here on Collision. Like I said, there were some good matches. This was another good match. It was unexpected. I didn't even know it was happening. It was just, just kind of popped up. Vikingo gets the win here against Kip Sabian. The main event, what we all want to talk about, what, what, what we're writing home about. I think so far the best match up right there with Swerve and Jay White in this Continental Classic. Brian Danielson taking on Eddie Kingston. These two had themselves a match a while ago. It was a great match. They do it again this time. They just beat the piss out of each other. Brian Danison has a broken orbital bone. He's rocking the eye patch. Man, is it is just you want to talk about a guy for the love of the game. That man, Brian Danison, loves the game of professional wrestling. And he will do everything in his fucking power to wrestle. Mans came back record time from a from a fractured forearm. He's coming back from an orbital, a broken orbital bone. The guy's, I, I, I don't know, man. He, he's he's different, dude. 
Like he's sick in the head, like built different. I don't even know what to say. These two guys so far recommend go and check this match out. This was, I think, the best match in the Continental Classic up to this point. Brian Danderson beats Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston has no points. Through two weeks of this tournament, no points. He put the Ring of Honor World Championship on the line. He put the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship on the line. Whoever wins this tournament is a Triple Crown champ you'll get the Continental Championship as well. Eddie Kingston is in desperation mode, and it showed in this match, and these two told a fantastic story. Brian Danielson, even with a broken orbital bone, one of the best in the world at professional wrestling. Can't even, can't even argue that. After the match, he sees a fan sign. Eddie's a bum. He throws it on Eddie, and then that's how we end Collision. I will remind you a thousand times, Go back, check out Brian Danison and Eddie Kingston. This was a great match. Claudio and Brody was a great match. Swerve, Jay White, great matches. If you're not up to date on the Continental Classic, it's it's been pretty good. When we come back, we're going to get into the final mouth off with Mike. I'm going to touch on the women's division, some, some logic, maybe some laziness. And we're going to talk about what the hell do we got going on here in the world of AEW. The final mouth off with Mike, and I got a lot to say about AEW. I feel like I, I always open the final mouth offs for the AEW stuff with, with that exact sentence. Continental Classic, bright spot of AEW right now, man. When I tell you that it seemed like AEW lost its path for a bit, it definitely seemed like it. There's just there was just too much, too much antics happening. A lot of that is now clear and cut and dry, and it's over. AEW really has to deliver with this devil group, this devil mystery man or woman, for that matter. Because if they don't, I, 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 I the, those core fans. Might be a little upset. There's, you know, everyone keeps making the joke that it's uh, Jack Perry. I mean, let's be real. If it is Jack Perry, I don't know how I feel about that. He just does not fit in that in that spot. I mean, the most logical explanation is Adam Cole all along. It was Adam all along. It was me, Max, all along, damn it. It's very interesting to see how this is going to unfold, especially next week with the tag match, MJF Samoa Joe. I mean, if I'm those guys, I'm running in that match. First thing I can do, grab one of those masks and, and reveal who, who they are. Very interesting. Very Definitely has me intrigued, has my attention. I'm not saying AEW, you know, I'm losing, they're losing my attention. But the without this Continental Classic, I mean, I don't, I don't, outside of MJF and that whole storyline, I don't, I don't really know what they kind of got happening right now. Speaking of what's happening with this AEW women's division, man, I, I spoke it into existence the other night. You heard me say it earlier. I was like, oh, yeah, where have these women been? Boom, they pop up on Collision. Even Abaddon, outside of the Halloween season, wrestling on Collision. So love to see it. I'm so happy to see more women showcase. Like, hallelujah, there are more women outside of Sky Blue, Tony Storm, Soraya, Ruby. There are vastly more women. I know some of them are hurt. Some of them are out pregnant. 
You got Anna Jay out there. She pops up here and there. You got Chris Stalander. You got Sheeta. So what are we doing? Where's Britt Baker been? You haven't seen her all, at all. So many... This, this AEW women's division has such, such potential, man. It's just... It's, it's booked, in my personal opinion, as a fan, as an afterthought. And... I don't know, man. You have so many talented women in Ring of Honor. Bring them to bring them to AEW. Bring them the Collision. Bring them the Dynamite. Bring them the Rampage. They do here and there, like Athena. Obviously, she's she's finishing up this big storyline with Billy Stark, which has been fantastic. If you never saw any of what's going on with with Billy and Athena, go and go out of your way. I think AEW just posted like the entire recap of everything. It is profound stuff. Like they did. A fantastic job on this. Once that's finished and done with, get Athena in that AEW women's division. Like tomorrow. I I don't want to say it, but logically speaking, Sky Blue should not be taking on Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. If wins and losses and 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 these things matter in AEW, then why is a woman in the division who's lost two straight title matches taking on Tony Storm? I feel like that should go to someone who's one matches, you know, maybe he's been on a nice little run right now. Maybe there are no women that are on a run, and, and Sky Blue does have one of the better records in the women's division. I looked at the women's division. She does have one of the better records. The only other person better than her, Athena, but she's in Ring of Honor. So I guess you're kind of in a spot where, hey, Sky Blue, you're the number one contender until they really flesh that out. Like, Soraya never went back for her championship. You got Sheeta, who definitely... Has an opportunity here. She has a rematch coming to her at some point. Chris Statlander just lost the TBS championship. Should be building Chris up, getting singles wins, and getting Chris in the women's championship picture. Get Britt Baker on the show. You just brought Kira Hogan. You're starting a program with Julia and Abaddon. You got Diamante. You got Mercedes Martinez. Where's Willow been? So many women but not enough of time. And I think that is the fault of there's so many, there's such a big roster. There's such a, and there's so much moving happening all at once. And Tony Khan's got a lot on his plate. Multiple sports franchises, AEW, Ring of Honor. That's a lot, man. For any one person, that's a lot. So I understand, but I also, it's kind of like at the point where we need to make the improvements here. There's too much talent not being shown on AEW weekly programming. That's my two cents. AEW, keep doing what you're doing with this Continental Classic. It's going to be big time. World's End, let's see what shapes up. You know, we're, we're starting this feud with FTR and the House of Black. I liked it. We saw it on Collision. There's still some serious talent in AEW, and there's going to be some really good stories branching now. It's just all about the execution and if Tony Khan is willing to take the time. There you have it, folks. That's everything. AEW, content of the classic, great. A lot of good stuff happening with MJF and that whole saga with the Devil Group, Adam Cole. Roddy's a bright spot. There, there's, there's bright spots, but there are also the spots where they're in the shadows. The women's division right now seems like it's in the shadows for Tony Khan. And I hope that changes very soon because 
you got to showcase the women talent. You have to, because women's wrestling is here and it matters and the fans want to see it. So let's figure it out, Tony. Thanks for listening to Mallying Off with Mike is All Elite. We'll be back next week, but we will not have a show the weekend of the 15th and the 16th. And we'll probably figure out what's happening for the holiday season. I'll let you know on socials at M-O-W-M underscore podcast. But thanks for listening. Let me know what your thoughts are on AEW, the Continental Classic. What match has been your favorite so far on my socials at M-O-W-M underscore podcast. Thanks for listening and go out there and enjoy some pro wrestling. Now they off with Mike. Now they off with Mike. Now they off with Mike.